0: the way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets a reason why we decided it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online from the hottest issues to trends of our daily social media minute we're joined by erica good morning
1: good morning
0: how are you doing it's friday
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: (laughs) Not too shabby.
1: (laughs) Yay, we're finally here. (laughs) We
0: finally made it. Uh, Yep. Let's jump into some of these buzzwords that's creating all kinds of conversations, starting with Seoul City's latest effort to combat the climate crisis, promoting veganism.
1: That's right. Uh, The Seoul Metropolitan Government is launching a campaign to raise public awareness on veganism how, you might be asking. One, by promoting diverse food choices and two, uh, through incentive programs for related startups. Now, the city government has several campaigns up their sleeve to promote veganism uh, in the very near future. I guess the very first step is to help the public
0: understand what veganism actually means, what it constitutes, why people should adopt it. I mean, you talked about incentives for companies. I mean, is there an incentive for individuals like us to make this decision too? And perhaps in the context that not many people in Korea may understand what it truly means to lead a a vegan lifestyle I always thought it was just about the food but it is much, much more than that
1: That's right. It's it's like you mentioned, it's a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Now, to promote a vegan lifestyle, Seoul City is going to use its social media platform, uh, namely through Instagram, to promote this sort of lifestyle. There's going to be a city-sponsored event from September 30th through October 6th. It's called Tastes of Seoul. And uh, this year, the event coincides with the World Vegetarian Day, (laughs) which falls on October 1st. Now, during the event, the city is going to roll out a guidebook introducing 50 vegetarian recipes recommended by both local and global gastronomists. Now, the city government also plans to support startups uh, dedicated to veganism uh, through its official business support channels. Uh, the Seoul Start Startup Hub is one such channel that is planning to help the companies with its kitchen incubator program mm. now what this program aims to do is to help uh, startups develop vegan foods sell them of course mm. check their marketability and uh, help different companies open their businesses in shared kitchens mm.
0: because it is about having access to the right ingredients the fresh ones hopefully uh, and uh, sharing uh, Well, just how to manage your business where veganism is not necessarily most common all across South Korea, right? Increasingly, yes. But I mean, in order to create an infrastructure, you may need all the help. Kitchen incubator program sounds nice. What else is planned in, in collaboration?
1: Well, there is an event that kicks off today. It it will take place through the 10th over the weekend. It's the Korea Vegan Fair 2022, uh, and it's going to be held at COEX. Mm. And uh, the Seoul city government is planning to operate a special pavilion there Mm. uh, that promotes vegan lifestyle experiences. Mm. And uh, the pavilion is going to introduce various vegan food products uh, created by startups Mm. with the help of the city government subsidies. I was recently at COEX
0: for a startup convention. And I was so surprised and pleasantly by the way to find so many vegan boots and I thought okay so maybe this oh. is in line with and there are a lot of boots uh, concerned about the safety of the planet and the preservation of what's left um, cleaning up properly uh, environmentally friendly boots were quite common. It's not just about marketability I don't think I do think there's a demand from consumers to yep. be more sustainable to be more ethical. What kind of vegan products are we specifically talking about here Erica.
1: Well, based on the research that I did, there are going to be food items like meat substitutes, uh, cheeses. I think (laughs) vegan cheese is becoming very big. Um, uh, There will also be fashion and beauty products, including cosmetics and handbags. Mm. Uh, The pavilion is also going to feature zero waste and vegan cooking demonstrations. All right,
0: so that's the Korea Vegan Fair 2022 coming up this weekend. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, What many people don't realize and what we want to clarify this morning is that veganism is not just about food. Yes, It is also about what we eat, but it's a lifestyle that affects every aspect of our day-to-day lives. It's a pretty big commitment.
1: Yes, and if if the Seoul city government is going to promote a vegan lifestyle, they should probably practice what they preach, right? (laughs) Uh, So City Hall is currently practicing veganism, actually. Since 2013, the city government has been offering a vegetarian option once a week at its cafeteria, and uh, starting in April of this year, it's also been offering monthly vegan dishes featuring uh, some sort of meat substitute. Mm. Um, The cafeteria has also installed an AI food scanner where diners return. turn their dishes to mm. check how much food waste they have created.
0: <laughs> you know, when oh. I went to elementary school in Korea, when I was much younger, they had the system where we would get the food and our job was to clear it completely. And they would have checkpoints, essentially, to see if I ate all my food on the little plate. And I thought it was the most right. peculiar thing, but maybe they were ahead of the curve. And impl- I have never
1: heard of that, actually. Really?
0: I, maybe it was my teacher. No, it was a school-wide thing. And I thought uh-huh. it was... Very interesting. Ooh. But in retrospect, I'm thinking maybe that's not such a bad habit because we could scoop our own food. And so we could get just a smaller amount. Right. And don't waste any. <laughs> right. All right. Let's turn our attention to our second buzzword of the day. It is select convenience stores in South Korea are starting their drone delivery pilot programs. Uh, is this good for the environment? Is it not? I'm trying to I'm trying to process it, but it's happening. <laughs>
1: It's happening. It's becoming a reality mm-hmm. in uh, select areas. Uh, so convenience stores, 7-Eleven and CU have started limited trials here. So CU drones will be flying the skies from its mm-hmm. Yongwang mm-hmm. branch in mm-hmm. Yongwang County in Gangwon Ka- Kaun- province starting today, in fact. Uh, visitors staying at this one particular campsite around 3.5 kilometers away from the convenience store branch. Uh, they'll be able to order products and get mm-hmm. them flown in by Drone.
0: <laughs> it, it the novelty around is exciting, right? To to see a drone approach you with yeah. I don't know food of your choice. That sounds fun. Um, how long does a drone delivery take? I mean, timing is essential.
1: Yeah, CU uh, so deliver. CU uh, so says uh, the deliveries will take around ten minutes to arrive. So that's pretty. That's pretty quick. I mean, you
0: said it was about 3.5 kilometers away from the convenience store, this campsite, right? And 10 minutes yeah. is not so bad, right? I mean, right. walking it would be an entirely different story. Yes. Is there a limit to what one can have delivered via drone delivery? Weight limit, for example, maybe, I don't know, a freshly boiled ramen is not necessarily the safest choice. <laughs>
1: that's that's i never thought of that actually actually <laughs> boiled prepared, <man>. yeah. <laughs> delivered to your tent um so these drones can only carry products lighter than five kilograms okay. uh, and also it will only deliver select products including ramyun, but not cooked <laughs> in packages yeah. um, water bottles snacks i think by snacks they mean like you know chips and you know uh, cookies and things like that okay uh, coffee and microwavable rice uh, the convenience store chain plans to allow more products in the future to be delivered by drone and uh, provide the service to a wider scope of customers in the future
0: sorry they're treading light waters and then they're going to expand to probably bigger grounds more food items how do we place a delivery order it has to be simple to keep our attention
1: Yeah, you have to use a delivery application. It's called Bohemian OS drone (laughs) delivery app. Uh, There is no fee and uh, deliveries are offered for five hours uh, on Fridays and Saturdays from 3 p.m. until 8 p.m. 7 Eleven also has a similar service. Uh, their new branch in Kapyong mm. in gyeonggi the province, will have a drone takeoff uh, and uh, they have landing stations for deliveries as mm-hmm. well. And uh, the branch will open and start deliveries starting next week, a uh, mm. specific date. Still has to be specified. Mm. But, anyways, uh, the company is also going to uh, is offering the drone delivery service for nearby rental. You know, they, we call it pen- the pensions here, right. rental cottages. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the orders can be made again on an application and uh, they'll be delivering for nine hours every day from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m.
0: All the major convenience stores seem yeah. to want a piece of a pie and I can already see it being a heated uh, sort of war to become, well, claim a bigger portion of the market, get there faster, for example. But like most things, it takes time for services that are so spanking new to be offered on a wider scale. It's much more complex to do this in the city of Seoul, for example. I mentioned in the intro, can you imagine a day where we have to deal with drone traffic? Like that could easily oh. easily become a thing, right? I mean, it's yep. not just about convenience store food delivery. It could be about our packages in general, the post office looking entirely different in the future. Correct. Can you imagine, like, mid-air, like, traffic lights? It's just, oh, it's horrendous. But, you know, there are kinks to work out is my point. Also, yeah. would it be legally feasible for these services to become widely available? There seems to be some
1: some obstacles along the way. Yeah, good question. So according to the Consumer Logistics Service Industry Development Act, drones cannot be used for delivery in urban areas. The only exception is for services under regulatory sandbox Programs. Um, The program is a policy initiative that allows companies to temporarily test innovative technologies without a change in regulations or laws. Under, for example, let me give you an example. Under a regulatory sandbox program, uh, one particular pizza chain here uh, delivered pizzas using drones between August and October last year in Sejong City.
0: Mm. Okay, so it was limited to one city, and it was again a novel idea. Now, making it widespread, it probably takes policymaking. lots of kicks to work out. But for those who are curious, the pilot program for convenience stores sounds like a safe and easy place to start. On to our final buzzword of the day. Now, if you need something to warm your heart, I don't know, reinstill hope in humanity and things like that, all the good stuff, check out the video interview with a British war veteran that has already gone viral on YouTube.
1: You know, I follow this uh, YouTube channel, and I, I I watched this a few days ago. Actually, I had no idea it was going to get like 2.2 million views. and Memsah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I just love their content. They, they 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 I don't know. They introduce Korea to uh, you know overseas Koreans, especially those living in England. You know, they, they introduce the different foods and culture, and they do it in a, in a classy way. Yeah. So that's why I like it. Anyways, um, according to the Ministry of Patriots and Veterans affairs, Uh, there was a video starring 90-year-old Alan Guy, Mm. uh, which has garnered more than 2.2 million views on YouTube since it was posted on June 22nd. Mm. Now, the video was jointly produced by the ministry and Yongung Namja Mm. in commemoration of the 72nd anniversary of the outbreak of the Korean War.
0: Okay, so they marked an important occasion, and they clearly had a great idea that resonated with uh, 2.2 million viewers. Uh, There must have been something special that again resonated with the viewers because there were a lot of interviews including our very own we didn't go viral so who is the man and what's the beauty of this interview
1: So Mr. Alan Guy served as a staff sergeant in the Royal Army Medical Corps. Uh, He arrived in Korea in the dead of winter in January of 1953. Uh, It took him five weeks to arrive in Korea by ship. At the time, he was just 19 years old, and he had never even heard of the country Korea at the time, even though he had qualified in geography in his exams. Uh, (laughs) They were so underprepared at the time. You know, Mm The British soldiers, kids, they were in their teens. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have winter clothing. Uh, they arrived in what he called battle dress. Uh, there was no running water at the time. In the middle of winter, the soldiers were sprayed down with uh, a hose next to a stream by their superior.
0: Oh, goodness. I, I, I mean, I can't even imagine what that is like. And I'm not going to pretend. Um, but OK, so this interview is, uh, I think, resonating with a great deal of audience across the globe for a number of different reasons. But it is definitely him who is conducting the interview and giving having his two sons, and he's so candid about it. Um, For context, what was his job as a soldier of the Medical Corps back then?
1: So what he did was he toured uh, military units on the front lines. He educated soldiers on how to prevent malaria and other contagious diseases. He also gave them advice on how to prevent frostbites. Uh, And the key, apparently, was to warm the feet gradually by putting their feet inside a close colleague's shirt. That's really advice you would know if that guy was your friend if he opened his shirt for you then yes
0: is that a test of camaraderie and also to make sure that your feet are warmed up slowly that's that's very interesting
1: you know I just want to end with this one of the things that I found to be genuinely so touching was when he said you're helping a beleaguered country something evil has happened to an innocent party can we help and I am proud to have done that. And he says that Korea has treated him and his uh you know fellow veterans like a lord mm-hmm. over the decades, inviting them every year to visit the country. Mm-hmm. And he actually said. Thank you so much for all that you do for all our veterans and just, you know, hearing him say that I, I felt like we should be thanking you for everything you did for our country.
0: Exactly, Erica. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't say thank you for your service and it, that's just words, but I'm so glad that this interview is seeing the day of light and more people have access to it. Yeah. Sometimes, to mark a special occasion, yes, but we just need to revisit it from time to time to ensure that all our veterans are taken care of. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Erica. Have a safe weekend. We'll